This episode is cleansed. LIW, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to another episode of LIW, Fear the Walking Dead. This is episode 94 uh, for Fear the Walking Dead 310 called The Diviner. And this is the second part of that one episode I thought I watched that I thought was just the last episode. That made no sense, but it did to me. Basically, someone combined the two files. I thought it was one episode, ended up being two, so I split my notes, and here we are. That was a long way to go. If you listened to the last episode, I explained it much better, because I gave a shit then. Today, though, I I don't, even though I'm recording immediately after the last episode. I assume you're listening to it on a different date for some reason. I feel like over-explaining everything for no reason. So, uh, last we left, Nick was in the outhouse as a punishment for overthrowing, (laughs) for for trying to help somebody from overthrowing and, you know, misinterpreted what it was. Anyway, he's thrown in the outhouse as punishment. It's like this fucking sweat box has a little slot in it. Um, We see Troy walk up to it, and then he does a little roll, and he pops up in Nick's frame through the slot in the door. And then uh, Nick in the inside is like, barely surviving on my die, man. It's so weird. It's like this, we didn't see him in the box before, so it's weird to see him, like, suddenly almost dying from it. I don't know. It was a weird cut to nothing, especially because I watched this all in one. Like I didn't see it in a separate episode a week later. So it was really weird. Uh, anyway, Troy lets Nick out and he, he, he goes to open his, he open the door. Nick falls out and then he realizes it's all imaginary. And I was like, ah, that made more sense. You know, it's like, is, is he really already walked back to the fucking town? Or the, their little village, whatever the hell you call it. And then, you know, it was a cool little twist there where it was, he was hallucinating. That was fun. Madison and Walker um, drive or walk. I don't know what they did to the, to the lake because they're looking at, she's looking at plans from uh, uh, the old guy, Sons of Anarchy guy that died. She was looking at his plans, saw something about the lake, went over to the lake, and they realized it's just a bunch of, it's like a bunch of puddles. It's not a lake anymore. And it's, it's basically going to run out soon. Uh, and I was like, okay, so they're they're fucked. So I was <laughs> I realized at this point, hey, they ran out of water. Guess who has water? Which of our characters is known for their water sur- surplus? Guess who they're gonna run into later? It's so fucking obvious what was gonna happen. I don't think they were trying to hide it though, so really didn't bother me. But I was like, okay, they're gonna go run into Daniel. Great. Okay, here we go. I'm fine with that. It's just like, okay, you know that is so hard. Um. Uh, Madison comes back to town. She proceeds to pet Nick like he's a fucking zoo animal through the slat in the door. She puts her arm in there and just like strokes his nose and gives him a carrot. It's fucking weird. I don't know. And then she's like, I got to go for a while. I'll be back. <laughs> um, later on, Nick is let out. Basically, there's, whole, there's water rationing in the whole town. Village. Oh, sorry. It's just my last. That was the notification for posting the last episode that's how close i posted these episodes together um yeah but that, that was random i thought the sound was off on that guess not fuck you rss feed notificator god damn I'm, I'm so unprofessional guys i'm so sorry i, I try to be a corporate man in this stu- liw studios but you know i just i gotta fuck off i gotta fuck around i don't care i just i'm a fucking loose cannon i'm a real i'm a real nick you know i'm a, you know who are you who do you think you are in this show 
Are you Madison? Because if so, fuck yourself. You make terrible decisions. Anyway, there's water rationing. They're even rationing Nick. Madison told Alicia before she left about, you know, there's only like six weeks left of water or something like that. Um, Later in the night, Nick is awakened by the militia. They show up to give him a gun, the only gun that the the town didn't, those Indian guys didn't take. Um, They give him a gun because they're like, you really stood up for, what's his name earlier, Troy. And he's like, yeah, that was me. It was like this weird mistaken identity thing that was going on or mistaken reasoning. He's like, yeah, he just plays along with it because what else is he he supposed to do? You know, you don't want the Indians and them to be against you. You just be, you know, alone. He was like, yeah, that was that was me. Um, Later on, uh, no, I'm sorry, Alicia, Madison and Walker show up at the stadium. It's like the soccer stadium, and as they're driving up, they play this song, and I'm like, is this the Breaking Band, Breaking Bad? Uh, that that remember that Spanish song about Walter White and how he's bringing the you know the cartels against him and all that. It was is that that song? It felt like it. If it wasn't, it was so fucking close to it. It, it was amazing. Um, the militia's having a meeting with Nick. They're talking about overthrowing the Indians, and Nick's like, "You can't do that yet." I, this is what scares me about uh, groups of people, in, you know, mad groups of people that are willing to take action. They don't think about things they just want to rush to action and they don't realize that would be their downfall they think the other group is going to be their downfall but really it'll be them if they move too quickly because they don't have any guns they're going against someone who has all of their guns and they're like let's just go get them like they would just and we're done war's over because they're just what are they going to throw rocks at us like how the fuck is that going to work it's goddamn so stupid so stupid Jesus Christ, they're, they're fucking idiots. People in groups are scary. Um, anyway, um, Nick leaves the group. Um, walk, Alicia walks in, brings the gun back to him. And uh, Nick does this weird thing, the actor. He's like, well, you know, I had the gun. I didn't think it was a big deal. He's, he lights up a cigarette, and he's like barely lighting it up. And I'm like, I think the actor is actually on heroin while smoking, which is weird because at this point, the, the character quit heroin. But it was so weird. He was so just like, I don't know. What? What's he saying? He he just looks. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio when he's super fucked up toward the like two thirds into Basketball Diaries. He just seems like he's just not there, but he's like just throwing a cigarette around his hand, just waving it like a fucking New Jersey housewife. It's so weird. I, I there's no other explanation. That that actor was on heroin. I just have to assume that and to spread that rumor because I believe it to be true now. And I you know I'll get a group group of people to get together. We'll, we'll go in and we'll attack him online. Uh, really harshly and really uh, ill-prepared because that's how groups of people work for no reason. I'm attacking the, attacking the actor. I don't know. It seems like fun to me. So it seemed like fun in the moment, you know. Uh, Madison and Walker, they go, they're inside the stadium. They bought their way in using the walkie-talkie. I guess it buys them a bunch of credits to be inside, whatever that means. And yeah, it's this weird thing where they're doing this weird water slash drug deal with a bunch of Asians that are in Mexico for some reason. I I couldn't quite put my finger on this. It felt like a weird demolition man sewers situation where like there's like this weird society that exists that they don't ever that wouldn't really exist like looks quite like this. It's it's seriously a weird mid nineties when the world crumbles, this is the society that's left. There's so many movies in the nineties that have that. And it feels like a weird throwback to that. It felt so out of place and awkward, but they have like these 
canisters like they're, they're fucking carrying the the teenage mutant ninja turtle oozes ooze in there like almost like the pog slammer cases that you had as a kid as a kid unless you're you know a millennial like a super like born after 2000 pogs were these things where you'd stack them they're made of cardboard had little images on them and you'd stack them and throw a piece of plastic or metal at them and if they flipped over to the other side you got to keep them and you went back and forth with the partner playing in front of each other's pogs it was a fun little experiment that we had and it quickly died and never came back I still have my pogs and all my pog slammers because that's that's just me. That's how I work. Anyway, that's the history of pogs because there is no more history of pogs anymore. Do they still make them? I would imagine like third world countries have to be super into pogs right now because they're just giving them away here in the states. They had to be sending them somewhere. Like they just have a pogs and, and the losers of the Super Bowls t shirts. That's all they have over there. Anyway, um, speaking of third world countries, they're at this place in, in Mexico trying to get water. They're doing this weird exchange for gold. Are those gold pieces in there? I couldn't fucking figure it out. They realize Victor's there. Madison quickly realizes it's Victor. He's getting roughed up by a guy that looks exactly like Trent Reznor. Fucking weird scene. Um, he's getting, I guess he f- fucked someone over, had a bad deal. Who knows? Victor became like this weird, super sleazy piece of shit this season. Before he was like, a, seemed like a, he, he seemed like he was this type, but like had his shit together now. And now we kind of reveal. No, no, he's even more bigger. He's even more of a piece of shit. Sorry, I had the hiccup there. More of a piece of shit than he is than he was previously. So I'm like, oh, they took away one of my favorite characters. Like Victor and Daniel were the shit, you know, and, and Nick. But then Nick's in a box. <laughs> also a fucking heroin addict, uh, as, for real, the actor. Is that the truth? I heard it somewhere. I heard it in a podcast somewhere. He was on heroin. Anyway, uh, it was like a legitimate source. It wasn't like a rumor or anything. I really heard it on a podcast, so it has to be true. It's just like the internet. But, uh, Victor's a piece of shit now. He's getting roughed up. Um, Alicia is back at camp. We're back at camp. Alicia reveals to them because they're fighting about the water that there's only six more weeks of water. And she's like, okay, so everybody calm down, which quickly means chaos erupts. It's a fucking really quick Lord of the Flies scenario. They turn into each other so goddamn quickly. Nick shows up. The, the Indian guys are trying to take the well to protect it. Nick shows up with a gun, holds one gun and sits on, sits on the edge of the well. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, let's go. Ophelia's one line in the episode. It's not worth it. Let's go. Something like that. Fucking useless character. And they leave. And then the, the guy's like, we got to get out of the water before they come back. And I was like, God damn, this is, this is like quickly south. How fast this whole thing moved is a little alarming. It just feels like they're rushing along to something. And I really hope it's worth it when it gets there. Because this, this, if this were The Walking Dead, the original series, this would have been the season. This little rift dividing them. And I really appreciate the fact that they're not doing that to us. But it's still catching me off guard how quickly it's moving. But I wouldn't give that up for the other, other scenario. So I, I'm not complaining. It just, I'm just kind of explaining my thoughts on it. It's not a complaint at all. Move as fast as you like as long as it's good. And it's good, so I'm fine with it. Don't drag it out like your predecessor did. Please, God... God, please don't drag it out like your predecessor did. Holy shit. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Nick's defending the well. Uh, Victor. Uh, they, they reveal that Victor's punishment for not paying his debts. Basically, you can't leave the compound. You can't leave the stadium if you have debt, outstanding debts. Uh, there's like this whole like uh, uh, economic system inside this stadium. It's kind of weird. It really is like it reminds me. It reminded me of uh, like I said, Demolition Man, but also kind of like a Mad Max situation, 
where it's like this, you think it'd be just people like fucking fighting each other and ripping, you know, biting each other's ears off Mike Tyson style and just like just degenerates fucking and killing and raping. And, but it's more like, a like they're again in Mad Max, they, you know, have that over water, but it's like this weird society where they, yes, it's harsh, but it, the rules are the rules. You live by these, you fuck us over, you get killed or you get punished. Victor's punishment, though, is kind of like Negan's, you know, what happens with Negan, where if you fuck him up, they kill you and they put you on the outside of the fence to be a deterrent for other humans coming in there. This, though, they leave you alive, they chain up your ankle, they chain you to the fence, and then you have to just survive as long as you can while the zombies come up. And you, you basically, it makes more sense because it's kind of housekeeping. The, the you, your punishment is that you have to clear the lot, basically. Like, if you work at a grocery store, clear the lot is something you don't want to hear. Um, but for anybody, any of us who have worked at grocery stores before, it's uh, you, you sit out there and you have to kill the zombies coming. It makes more sense this way. Uh, Negan's a bit brutal. But uh, as Victor's being taken away to go to be chained to the fence, he's like, Madison's like, I'll help you. And he's like, my mother named me Victor because she knew I'd always win. I was like, yeah, it's, it's good. I always do Charles Bronson's voice when I do Victor because they have the same speech pattern. My mother always, my mother named me Victor because she uh, knew I'd always win. And we speed up at the end for, some, for no reason. <laughs> I talk really slow and then I speed up at the end. A weird, weird speech pattern. Anyway, um, Alicia's looking out the window back at camp. She sees a family walking around using these divining rods. And I had a friend in high school that would, his grandpa used to come over and he would use those and it fucking worked. And it was mind blowing. I don't understand the science of it. I really don't. It's just like the wood, because I've seen metal divining rods. So it's not just, I don't understand the science behind it. I never will. I, I, I've given up that. I could read a book on it. I could go to a six-week like dissertation on it. I could take a course, a college course. I could major in divining rods and, and searching water and how sticks and, and poles and and the ground works and you know electromagnetic and everything like that. I would never ever still. I still wouldn't understand it. I, I wouldn't comprehend it. It's the same way I don't understand how signals like certain signals are sent through the air. It's just it's. I understand that it exists and that's as far as I need to think into it because it's not going to affect my life in any way. So I just need to move on and accept that fact that I'll never understand it. And that's just, that I made my peace with it. I, I moved on. You know, it's a lot of rough, bumpy years in the middle between then and now. But I, I've moved on since, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to look back, really, to be honest. So it brought back some memories. But, you know, I got to move on. Uh, the therapists, all the therapists, really, they, I think they were right. I need to move on. I need to, I need to see, I need to make peace with it. I need to finally bury it. Um, I make amends and I gotta make some phone calls. I'm still working through that process, but I'm on step eight, nine or ten, whatever it is. So Madison, uh, no, no, first is the walker goes to buy the water from the Asian lady. She brings out the metal tubes that look like they carry the Ninja Turtle ooze and they're all empty. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are they empty? Who stole? Oh, right when I thought that, I was like, oh, Madison bought Victor's freedom, didn't she? You goddamn bitch. She, how did Victor owe that much? He, she emptied him out. She took all of the coins. Meant to buy, I think that was 6,000 gallons of water, 3,000 gallons of water, something like that. Something meant to buy a ridiculous amount of water for a ridiculous cost, and that's how much Victor owed? Let that guy die. He has a severe gambling problem or a severe fucking people over problem that will not will not be fixed by you just buying him back. And I realize saying buying the black guy back is a little bit of a, 
you know, obviously I know I'm going to say here, but she bought him. She bought the man. She bought the black man here on an auction at a fucking, at a slave tra- traders. I don't know what to call that. That is a slave trade that they're doing there at this point. Let's just call it what it is. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, so she did this instead of saving dozens of lives with the water. And I was like, you goddamn bitch. Madison, you piece of shit. You, you killed these people. And, even, and Walker even goes, you killed them. You killed everybody back at camp. She goes, he knows a man who knows where there's water. We can find an unlimited supply of water and we can live forever. And I was like, oh, she actually thought ahead. And it, but it made me take a step back after I had that thought and go, wait, did she think ahead or did she do it? And then realized, oh, yeah, he, he mentioned where he knows where there's water. I think it was more the second, just going off her history, off the way she operates in the past. I have to believe it's the second option there where she just did it and went, oh, fuck. How am I going to save my, oh, yeah, the water guy. She said, he said he knows where there's water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Walker, come on. Now look authoritative and walk into the truck without saying a word. Don't give him eye contact. He'll think you, he'll think you didn't really think of that ahead of time. Get in the truck, get in the truck. Let's go. Uh, uh, yep, I'm an I'm a th- authority figure. Shit, that was lucky. I almost fucked up again. This is like the hotel lights all over again. It's always giving me my go back to her. Anyway, so we go back to to the camp or the auto camp, and there's this weird semi standoff where they're gonna. Like, you feel like they're gonna attack? I don't know. It's so weird. Nick and all these guys with guns are watching. Nick and and these guys are guns are watching. The people digging, and they she see they see Alicia start to dig, and Nick and they're like, "What is she doing?" He goes, "Trying to save her lives." I was like, "Okay," and then uh, they all walk out there, and they all start digging. All the white guys just give up their their uh, give up their war, and they all start digging. And I was like, "Apparently, digging is this the great equalizer. It just brings people together, brings folks together. Because when you see a chain gang, and they're just digging trenches." They, they overcome all their differences. You see the neo-Nazis and the black gangs and the Hispanic gangs and the whatever gangs you have there, they all come together and they give up their, they give up their aggression. They give up all their, their preconceived notions about each other. And they just work together before they go back to their maximum security prison and stab each other in the throats. They just, for a moment, work together. And I feel like this scene ends with them finding water and then one of the groups killing the other group and then just moving. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. And that's the end of one of those groups. I don't know. I think they're going to work together for no reason. It, it, it just came out of nowhere. It didn't really matter. It's called The Diviner, this episode, because of The Divining Rod of the Use of Fine Water. It's also creating like this you know, divine presence where they all work together. I think it's kind of a dual meaning, guys. It's really special. Anyway, I don't know what the hell's going to happen after this. I, you know, I think the next episode's mostly going to focus on what's going on with you know, Madison and uh, Walker and Victor going to see Daniel, all those going ons. Uh, we get to see Daniel. That's cool. We get to see him meet, you know, some of his old group. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm curious though. I was having this thought with Ophelia. Is he going to get back to camp? And they're all like, you know what? Fuck your daughter. Your daughter's a piece of shit. And he's going to be like, oh, maybe I, maybe I should have stayed. You know, you thinking I was dead. Maybe that's what I should have done. Shit. You're a piece of shit, daughter. Goddamn. Lost my wife. Lost your mom. Same person. Just, you know, clarifying. Uh, lost you for a while. Maybe I should have stayed lost because you suck. You're a piece of shit. You killed your own group. 
Not that I haven't either, but uh, man, this family sucks. Half of this family sucks. I'm gonna go ahead and go. Go back to my weird fucking damn wherever the hell he's at. It's a weird, weird situation with him. They're bare like the scenes of Daniel this so far this season, uh so far these two episodes since it came back have been like thirty second scenes and then we're out of there and we don't go back for a while. I will say the pacing of the show is much better than The Walking Dead because we're only seeing two things going on at once, maximum three. Like, it keeps going back and forth between what Madison's doing and what this, the auto clan and all that whole war is going on. And they keep going back and forth. So it's a much easier to follow. It's much easier to swallow pace. And I feel like they're both moving towards something. I know what their goals are. I know what's happening. I'm engaged. I'm really watching, like, caring. In The Walking Dead... I realize I keep bringing it back down and complaining. It's just, uh, I just want to point out the differences between the two shows because I find it fascinating. The Walking Dead is just a a show where it's so many different storylines going on where they just focus on one group for an entire episode. And they don't edit around it very, very much or very well. This is a perfect scenario this is a perfect uh, example, is what I should have said, of editing between two storylines. This is how it should go. Two storylines. That's how movies work. That's how this works. It's, I, don't, I don't get how they fuck it up in The Walking Dead. They show one thing that I don't give a shit about. There was a whole episode about that one character. What the fuck is her name? The one that was clearly pregnant last season. And her and this girl camp. Like all this, this whole woman camp. That was like this group that Negan's men killed, all their wives and daughters and mothers and shit. You know what females are. All the roles women can be. It was a whole camp of them, Tara. Tara's character was just hanging out with them for a full, full fucking episode and then left. And I was like, God damn you, Walking Dead. That was a perfect opportunity to cut back and forth between some shit. And you fucked it up. It's not a badly written show. It's really not. I keep saying this. It's, I like the actors. I like the stories. It's just the pacing that is so fucking terrible and excruciatingly boring. They ruin their own writing with it. It would be perfect if they broke that up over several episodes and just cut back and forth. But they can't fucking do it for some goddamn reason. Can't figure out how to do it. Don't know why they can't do it. Because they'll have episodes like the first one. I think it was first episode of season six. Where they cut back and forth between shit. Like the black and white. And it was really interesting. And I was really fucking into it. And then they just kept going about these characters and storylines for episodes instead of cutting back. And I didn't give a shit. Like the one episode about uh, Andrea. What the, what the fuck is her name? Maggie's sister in that weird hospital with that cop, female cop. What the fuck was that? Holy shit. I didn't give a shit. I don't care at all. Learn how to pace your goddamn show. Oh, my God. <sighs> I'm getting getting wound up here. Starting to lose my voice. Anyway, um, I'm going to head out. This I'm done with this. The next episode is called La Serpienti. I assume it means the serpent or a serpent. I don't know. I don't know Spanish. Not going to pretend to. Um, the snake? Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's what it means. I don't know. A snake? The snake? Female snake? Whatever it is. Anyway, um, go check out lawstudios.com, lordingwonderland.com. Both are the same thing. Uh, YouTube.com, excuse me, slash loitering in wonderland. That's where you subscribe. Please share those videos with your friends. They're funny. Check them out. Give them a chance. Please. American is awesome. Shitty movie showdown. It's, it's a fun show. We, we watch movies and make fun of them. Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, where you literally watch, literally watch us watch the movies and then we review it. It's intercut. It's fun. Um, yeah, share us with your friends because we would love to grow um, and get sponsors eventually. Um, yeah, check those out. LAW Studios on Instagram and Twitter. 
Lonely Wonderland on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all those. Uh, Instagram. Either PHXWST or Phoenix West. Anyway, guys, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West, like I just said. So long, citizens of Wonderland and Mexico. Are they still in Mexico? No, they crossed the border. United States, yo.